The message you're about to hear has been made possible by the continued financial support of the friends and partners of Faith Hill. To find out more about how to become a partner, be sure to visit faithhill.tv. Well, why don't you hold your Bible, lift it up real high, and shout, this is my Bible. I believe what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I am a believer and not a doubter, a doer, not just a hearer. Today, I'll learn from God's Word, and my life will never be the same because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Amen. And so last week we, uh, we started a, a new series uh, for the new year, you know, in praying and asking the Lord what I should, you know, share uh, with his people. Uh, you know, he's been uh, showing me some things and I really believe uh, that, you know, these uh, things, when you apply them in your life, uh, you'll be able to uh, uh, see some victory. Really, uh, this new series, we, we call it The Secret Source to Victory. The Secret Source to a Life of Victory. Uh, it's not so secret anymore because we revealed some of it last week, right? So, but, you know, that's just what I called it, uh, the secret source. And so what's the secret source uh, to a life of victory? Let's go quickly to First uh, John chapter number 5, uh, verse 4. Uh, what we learn uh, in Scripture and reading Scripture is that uh, God's will for every single one of His children uh, is to live a life of victory. Amen? Uh, when uh, the children of Israel... Uh, were in uh, slavery in Egypt, uh, God's will for them was to be set free so that they can uh, step into a life of victory. Uh, similarly, when, uh, you know, uh, 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 Goliath and David, remember the story, God's will for, for David uh, was victory. And so we see it throughout the scripture that the, the story must end with your victory. The story must end with you winning. Amen. Can I get an amen? amen? And so God wants you and I to win. In, in everything that we do. And so we're going to be uh, looking at the secret source to winning. And if you read in the New King James Bible, uh, you know, the Apostle James says this. He says, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory uh, that has overcome the world. And he puts a, a dash there and he says, our faith is that victory uh, that overcomes the world. And so if you will, uh, really the secret source to a life of victory uh, is F-A-I-T-H, amen, better known as faith. Uh, if you read in the NLT, the same verse, this is what it says. It says, for every, someone say every. every. I like that word every because it qualifies every single one of us. He didn't say just those with a title. He didn't say those who are in leadership. He says everybody. He says, for every child of God defeats this evil world. And so we live in an evil world, and, uh, you know, uh, that shouldn't surprise you. We live in a, in a world uh, where we're going to have opposition. And so he says, with that opposition in an evil world that we live, uh, it, it shouldn't faze you because every child of God, not just the pastors, not just the apostles or the bishops, every single child of God, if I get born again in the morning, if you get born again in the morning, uh, that very minute, this verse uh, qualifies you. Amen. Amen. For every child of God defeats this evil world. And we achieve this victory through our faith. So we achieve this victory of defeating this evil world 
through our faith. When we, it's interesting again that he didn't say we achieved this victory uh, through God's faith or through Jesus' faith or the Holy Spirit's faith. Uh, why does he say our faith? Uh, because God has already gifted or given to every single one of us uh, the gift of faith. Uh, at our born-again experience, one of the things that happen is uh, you get into your account a gift uh, called faith so that no one is shortchanged, so that you know God is not a respecter of persons. He doesn't show favoritism. He will give every single one of us uh, the same thing. So no one is defrauded, right? We are all equal. The, the ground is level at the, at the cross. And so, you know, uh, if you read in 2 Peter 2, Second uh, Peter 1 verse 1, it says, the Apostle Peter said, we have all obtained like precious faith. That's word, that word like there is it, the Greek word isotimos, uh, which means, you know, uh, similar in, in quantity and in value. And so the Apostle there is saying, uh, you know, every single one of us have the same faith as, as uh, what the Apostle had. What the Apostle Paul, uh, Peter, used to heal people uh, with his shadow, the same thing he used to heal people with uh, their handkerchief and aprons, uh, that same faith has been given to all of uh, God's children. So no one really uh, is shortchanged. We all have been given the same thing. But how you use it is what distinguishes uh, you from somebody else. You know, if you've ever heard, uh, if you've been around the church, you, you may have heard this uh, a phrase used, a mighty man of God, a giant of faith. Uh, the only difference uh, between, uh, you know, the so-called common Christians and a mighty man of God is just that the, the mighty man of God has used to use, has learned to use that faith. And so it's like all, almost every single one of us uh, receiving a muscle car, and then we get on the highway, and some choose to drive that, that bad boy at 20 kilometers an hour. It's not a reflection of what the faith can do. It's just a reflection of what they are using it. And so some people choose to use uh, uh, the faith, you know, that, that God has given us, uh, not to the full extent of what it can do, because the full extent of what this faith can do is, is nothing is impossible to him who believes. Amen? If you believe it, uh, it's going to be possible uh, for you. And so this faith is not limited by what God gives. It's limited by our use of it. And this is why we have to learn how to use this faith. We have to learn how to apply it uh, in our own lives so that we can get some results. Can I get an amen? Amen. And we also learn in Romans chapter number 3, verse 27, uh, that this faith is governed uh, by laws. This faith is governed by, by principles. Life in general is governed by principle. And really, the principle of, of, of faith is uh, a real Bible faith will speak. Real Bible faith will act. Amen. Amen. And, and, you know, I know we, we, we like to, to measure uh, on, on grace uh, and, and sometimes we, we, we compartmentalize things as a church. You know, we have what is called, the, and I think it's, you know, America, they love to brand things. And so they like to compartmentalize things. They have uh, word of faith uh, movement, the people that probably teach that a lot. And we have the grace movement and we have, you know, the love of God movement. The, the good, really, from God's perspective, life is not compartmentalized. Uh, when God gives us these 
uh, spiritual forces, it is so that they can work hand in hand, one with another. And when you learn how to put it together, it, it makes a beautiful picture. Can I get an amen? And so uh, just because we're teaching about faith does not mean all of a sudden uh, we don't believe I in grace. You will see as we uh, get into the, the teaching that grace and faith have to work uh, together. Amen. amen. But the foundation is every single one of you have faith. So there's no complaining, right? All of us have been given uh, the faith of God. Uh, just like I said last week, you know, faith is like, you know, the muscles in your body. Uh, a little uh, uh, six-year-old kid has the same number of muscles as a, as an, a grown-up adult. Uh, but the difference between the, what you can do with those muscles is found in in, 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 in use, in exercise. That's why the Bible uh, 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 encourages us, watch this now, to exercise our faith. Now, you're going to hear some things that you've never heard uh, uh, before, but that's all right. Get comfortable with it. Uh, uh, that's how you grow. Can I get an amen? amen? Now, with faith, dealing with faith is, you know, your faith uh, uh, needs to be in use for it to grow. Amen. You know, just like your muscles, if, if you don't use your muscles... They atrophy, they lose their dexterity or their ability to function. You know, this is why when astronauts uh, go to space, sometimes they go for six, seven, eight months. When they come back, because they, there was no resistance in space, uh, gravity, that's what we call it. When they come back, they literally have to be carried out of the capsule and learn how to walk again. So it is with a believer who does not uh, learn to use their faith when resistance comes. In a way, resistance is a good thing. Oh, just one amen. In a way, resistance is a good thing. In fact, uh, 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 James uh, said, count it all joy. In fact, let's go to James 1.3. He says, count it all joy. So from James' perspective... He looks at a person who's using their faith muscles as someone who's going to the gym and, and training. And so he says, count it all joy when you see some dumbbells. <laughs> now, now, I don't say that to be uh, facetious. There, there's a reason I'm saying that. He says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various... In other words, when you have resistance... Count it all joy. Why? Because you've just entered a spiritual gymnasium. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. And what happens? What happens after that? Next verse. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect or mature and complete, lacking nothing. And so people that learn how to, you know, when Jesus said this in Luke uh, chapter number 16, verse 10, he says, he who is faithful with the little will be faithful with much. He was talking about applying our faith. And then he went on to say, if you have not learned how to be faithful with unrighteous mammon, you know what unrighteous mammon really is in the kingdom of God? Unrighteous mammon is like those pink dumbbells that you see in the gym. <laughs> Can I get an amen? You should never be caught. <laughs> working with the pink dumbbell. Brother Q, never be caught working with the. And so Jesus says this. He says being faithful or applying your faith 
in the area of finances is like working out with the pink dumbbells. It's not even, it's entry-level gymnasium. Amen? And so, if we're going to uh, grow our faith, right? We, we, I mean, the first thing we have to realize is whether we like it or not, there's going to be some resistance. Just from the fact that you are a child of God. And when resistance comes, count it all joy. Because, hey, we get an opportunity to apply our faith. So many, many years ago, uh, man, it could have been 2012, uh, we would host in this church, uh, we would host what we called uh, um, uh, divine healing trainings, right? John G. Lake Ministries would come. Carrie uh, 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 Black would send some people. And that year we had uh, Kevin Peterson and Mark Ellis. They came through and would spend the whole day just learning, learning about one thing. And sometimes we would go for three days just learning about healing from 8 to 5. Some of you remember that? We'd do 8 to 5 and then we'd do the evening. And so sometimes you'd go for three, literally three days, learning about nothing else except healing. And I'm telling you, they would build your faith so much so that by the time you walk out of these doors, after the three days, you are now a divine healer technician right that's what they call them uh, DHT you're literally looking for sick people and it's amazing because while you're looking for them you you can't find them I remember the one time we were coming from church and uh, and and my wife is on fire she's on fire she's ready to you know start exercising this faith because what's the use of having this faith and you have nowhere to use it so we're driving home, and she's driving, and I'm sitting uh, next to her, and there's a guy who was faking uh, a disability on the traffic line. Now, she didn't know that. And the guy comes, and, you know, he's faking it. He comes, and, and then he's, he's looking for money, right? And then he, she, she, she didn't know it. Now, she's looking for a sick person. So she sees the guy. She's like, yes. Come on. Let's apply some faith. So she opens the window. As she opens the window, the guy thinks, oh, I'm about to get some money. So he walks up and he stretched out his hands and she grabbed him with all her might. She said, in Jesus' name, be healed right now. And the guy just said, leave me alone. I don't want to be healed. Leave me alone. And he walked away. And so I say that, I say that to say this, that every single day, you are presented with an opportunity to apply your faith. Sometimes, just sometimes, you're going to have to love people by faith. Someone say, when Jesus said that, the disciples said, I'm going to need more faith. They said, Lord, Lord, increase our faith. Sometimes, just sometimes, you have to start learning how to uh, forgive by faith. You see, there's coming a day, and I say this in the first service, I say this is practice session. You know, COVID-19 was practice session. I say, I believe uh, this generation, our generation, we are the generation that's going to see a real strong persecution. I'm talking about, they will put a gun to your head and say, uh, will you despise your faith in Jesus Christ, or will you hold on and say you are a believer and we're going to shoot you right now? And before we get to that place, uh, God is, is getting his church uh, to practice uh, faith, baby steps, faith uh, at, at forgiveness. So that when you get to that level of persecution, just like uh, Stephen, you'll be able to say, forgive them for they don't know. With a gun on your head. Hey, I'm not despising Jesus Christ. He's my personal Lord and Savior. But still turn around and forgive them for they do not know what they do. 
Not a single amen in the building. But how do we learn that? We learn that by taking uh, baby steps of faith where we are right now. Can I get an amen? You need to start learning how to use uh, the faith that God has given you. Can I get an amen? And so living by faith, this is why at the end of every service, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7, for we walk by faith and not by sight. We say that because uh, living by faith is a walk. It's a lifestyle. It's a way of life. Uh, faith is not a gimmick. It's not a trick that we use to try and get something from God. Uh, faith is a way of life. Uh, the just shall live by faith. Amen? So you don't visit faith and come out of it. You, you live by faith. Everything that you do has to be by faith. Faith is not a gimmick. It's not a trick. It's a way of life. And it's interesting that, you know, uh, the Apostle Paul didn't say, for we fly by faith. He said we walk by faith. Because faith is plodding. Amen? You choose to live a life of faith and you start applying faith in all the different areas of your life. Say, man, I'm going to do this by faith. Can I get an amen? And you do that, man, I'm telling you, you're on your way somewhere. Let's go to Hebrews chapter number 11 verse 6. So we're going to put it all together. I said last week that uh, uh, faith uh, and grace are, are two sides of the same coin, right? And uh, if you look at uh, South African uh, 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 currency, which is the rand, right? We have uh, a five rand coin and it has two sides uh, to it. Uh, and, and both sides have uh, uh, things that are on it, uh, printed on them by the Reserve Bank uh, of South Africa, given it to us as legal tender. And we said last week that if you take a grinder and you grind one side off and you make it as smooth and, and you try and go uh, to, to buy things, the, the people out there do not have to receive it as legal tender. So it is with the principle of grace and faith. You know, uh, uh, grace and faith are two sides of the same coin. A lot of people, unfortunately, have been running around with the uh, grace coin, and it's got the side that Jesus did, but there's only one side that's missing, and this is why they can't transact. This is why they, they have, uh, I mean, they know everything about grace, but they ain't seeing no fruit. It is because all that's required now is your side of the ledger, which is your positive response to what Jesus has done by grace, which is faith. And when you apply that faith, you have a currency, you have a coin that you can trade in the kingdom of God for spiritual goods and services. Can I get an amen? And so if you go to Hebrews chapter number 11, verse 6, it says this. It says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now, without faith, we can't please him. He says without faith, it's impossible. He didn't say it's going to be hard. He said it's impossible. You can't do it. If you don't come to God uh, uh, with faith, it's going to be impossible for you to please him. Now, if he's not pleased with you, you can't trick him into answering your prayers. I'll just be honest with you. Yeah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. I said amen. So when we come to, and then he says, he who comes to God, which means you don't have to come to God. You can go to the bank, you can go to a psychiatrist, you can go to the dog, you can go wherever else. But when you decide to come to God, he who comes to God, watch the next word, must. 
If you decide you're going to come to God, then it becomes a divine imperative for you to bring some faith with you. He who comes to God must believe that God is, and that is a rewarder of they who diligently seek him. And so the principle of faith, we see it again in action. If you read the same verse in, uh, in the New Living Translation, it says, And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to Him must believe that God exists and that He rewards those who sincerely uh, uh, seek Him. Let's go to Romans chapter number 5, verse 2. Let's go to Romans chapter number 5, verse 2. How do we function uh, uh, in this faith. You know, it, it's, it's so simple. It's so simple. Last week we learned that faith without action, corresponding action, uh, is dead. It is faith. It's just dead faith. It won't produce. Uh, Romans chapter number 5, verse 2, it, it says, By whom, Jesus, also we have access by faith, F-A-I-T, uh, into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. So he's saying here, uh, the Apostle Paul, he's saying we have access. That word access means to uh, uh, grant permission, uh, to grant uh, permission for a passage into a destination. And so the Apostle Paul is saying there is a destination that we're all trying to reach. And that destination is, is destination grace. And he's saying uh, uh, through FAIT Edge, the password, uh, we can gain access into, I like to call it the grace arena. Just like when you go into a stadium, uh, they require a ticket, you know, for, for whatever, you know, you're going in there to watch a game to, for a concert. Uh, they require a ticket, and when they see the ticket validated, you, you gain access into the stadium. So it is with faith. The, the ticket that gives us access into the grace of God is, is faith. Amen. I said amen, and when we have faith, we gain access. Let's go to Hebrews chapter number 4, verse 2. Hebrews chapter number 4, verse 2. <coughs> Is this helping you? Yes. Hebrews uh, chapter number 4, verse 2. Thank you, Jesus. Hebrews chapter number 4, uh, verse 2. And this is what it says. It says, for indeed, the gospel was preached to them, uh, to us, as well as to them. Now, them there is talking about, you know, the children of Israel in a type and a shadow. The gospel that preached to us was also preached to them in a type and a shadow. And that gospel to them was, you can be set free from the slave system of Egypt. And not only can you be set free from the slave uh, system of Egypt, you can also gain access into the promise of the land that flows into milk and honey. So there are two things that you've got to use your faith for. Faith to step into the kingdom of God and faith to live in the kingdom of God. And so the children of Israel had faith to, to, to step into the kingdom of God, they put blood on their, you know, doorposts as a type and shadow of us, you know, coming into the kingdom. Uh, 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 we were redeemed by the blood of Jesus coming into the kingdom through what Jesus did for us at the cross. And once they came into the wilderness, now it was time for them to appropriate their faith, watch this now, to grab a hold of the promise of the land which flows in milk and honey. So that was the gospel to them. 
Now, to you and I, the gospel is when you accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you are translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God, the kingdom of his dear son. And once you are in that kingdom, you can begin to activate promises of God that Jesus has already paid for over your life through faith. And so he says of these people, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them. So the word which you hear is supposed to profit you. He says, but this word did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. In other words, they heard it, but they did not do anything about it. This explains, you know, because sometimes we preach healing, we preach prosperity, we pr preach victory, we preach being set free, and people come to us by the drawers and they say, but Pastor T, how come everybody is not prosperous? How come everybody is not healed? There's your answer. The secret sauce is, once you heard it, you must mix it with faith and then you'll get the profit out of it. I mean, with this crew here, uh, God gave them the promise. He told them, I want you to access this land which flows and milk and honey. And uh, as they were getting ready to get into the land, you know, Moses uh, uh, sent spies in the land. You remember the story in Numbers 13? Sent spies in the land. They went into the land and uh, checked out the land, came back with an evil report, 10 of them. The other two came back with a good report. Five million people listened to the evil report that the 10 spies brought and none of them made it into the promised land. Because you cannot activate the promises of God through doubt and unbelief. It's impossible. Can I get an amen? amen? Now, God wanted them to make it to the land that flows with milk and honey. But they had a whole lot of other things going on. They were focusing on the giants and they were talking about it. But thank God for Joshua and Caleb. They said, we will believe. And they mixed that word with their faith. And because of that, they were able to grab a hold of the promises of God. They were the only two that made it to the promised land. But I love these two boys so much. Caleb, once he knew that faith worked and he turned it into a lifestyle, even at 85 years later, uh, at 45 years later, at 85 years of age, he was still grabbing a hold of the promises. of. He said, man, this thing works. He says, give me my mountain. In fact, let's go read it. Let's go to Joshua 14. Let's go to Joshua 14. I don't want you to think, man, the pastor is just talking about random stuff. <laughs> this is the Bible. Verse 10. Let's go to verse 10. Joshua chapter number 14, verse 10. And behold, uh, this is Caleb, right? And behold, the Lord has kept me alive. And as he said, these 45 years, ever since the Lord spoke this word to Moses, while Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now here I am to this day, 85 years of age. Next verse. As yet, I am as strong this day as on the day that Moses sent uh, 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 me. You know, when the, he's saying my faith is, it hasn't diminished. I've learned how to live by faith. And I've been doing it for 45. Faith is not a gimmick. It's a lifestyle. He says my faith is as strong as it was that day when we went to check out the land. It hasn't diminished. And he says this, so now is my strength for war, both for going out and for coming in. Next verse. Now therefore, <laughs> give me this mountain. Of which the Lord spoke in that day. In other words, I want this promise too. 
He's been living his entire life as a lifestyle of faith. And even in old age, I'm telling you, man, faith uh, is available. And not only is it available, it will help you uh, grab a hold of this promise. Let's go to John. John chapter number uh, 9, verse 5 to 8. Ooh, it's going to be fun. Uh, grace, grace is powerful. Uh, uh, it has paid for all these things. Now it's time for us, uh, through faith, to grab a hold of all these things. Amen? I said amen. amen. It says in uh, 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 John chapter number 9 from verse 5 to 8, this is Jesus speaking. He says, while I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. And after saying this, he's talking to the uh, uh, people and there happens to be a blind man around there. And after saying this, he spit on the ground, uh, made some mud with saliva and uh, put it on the man's eyes and said, go. He told him, wash in the pool of Siloam. Uh, this word means sent. So the man went and washed and came home seeing. His neighbors, those who had formerly seen him begging, asked, isn't this the same man who used to sit and beg? Some claimed uh, that he was, and others said, no, he only looks like him. A and he himself insisted, I am the man. How then were your eyes open, they asked. He replied, the man they called Jesus made some mud, put it on my eyes, and he told me to go to Siloam and wash. So I went and washed, and then I could see. Where is this man, they asked. I don't know, he said. And so what we see in this story is Jesus, by grace, making a, 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 a healing available or a provision for healing available. And, and, and Jesus did this with every single person that he healed. He just didn't uh, wave a, a magic you know, a, a wand over them and say, you know, be healed. No, he gave them something to do. I can assure you there was no medicinal qualities in the spit and in the mud and in the river Siloam. Jesus was just trying to give this person, I call them, this is what I call them, grace instructions. Whenever you see in the New Testament the Bible uh, inviting you to do something, at the, at the back end of that grace instruction is where your breakthrough is. Now, this is why you're going to have to pray for the gift of discernment with your woke selves. I mean, I'm telling you, if Jesus had done this to some woke person, they would have been offended. First of all, why are you spitting on me? Second of all, what's up with the mud? Third of all, I can wash at my house. So what's up with this? <laughs> amen. amen. I said amen. amen. But Jesus is working on something. Yeah. When Jesus comes to the cripple and he says, pick up your bed and walk. It's not because Jesus is trying to embarrass the cripple. Jesus, you know I can't walk. You're trying to embarrass me. If I get off this wheelchair, what am I going to do when I fall? Everybody's going to be looking at me. So I'm going to put it on Facebook. Actually, there's a prophet in town who asked me to pick up my bed and walk. <laughs> so what is Jesus doing? When he says to the ten lepers, go and show yourself to the priest. What is Jesus doing when he's giving these people a word to respond to, he's trying to get them to activate their faith as they do what he says. And when they do what he says, his promises are activated and they kick in. 
Amen? And so whatever area of life that you are believing God uh, for a breakthrough, it's not going to happen like a magic wand, you know, wave over your head. It's not, God, it's not going to fall on your head like ripe mangoes falling off a tree. It's not happening. G- God, Jesus, is going to give you a grace instruction. Amen. You know, I was saying in, in 20, 2011, you know, uh, we, I was getting uh, ready to get married, right? Uh, uh, we had engaged in 2010 uh, on, on New Year's. Uh, 2010, 20, 2011 New Year's actually, uh, uh, 2010, I didn't have the money, all of it went to World Cup matches. So 2011, <laughs> 2011, you know, we, we got engaged on, uh, on the f- New Year's, the New Year's Day, and I knew that we, were, we had a date to pay Lobola, and you know, if you know anything about Lobola in Zimbabwe, it ain't cheap, right? And, and I, I just didn't have money, I didn't have the money to... To, to do any of the stuff that we wanted to do, you know, and I wasn't marrying a cheap girl either, so it was, I knew it was going to be expensive. And so, uh, you know, <laughs> I only had 2,000 rand in my credit card, 2,000 rand, and I was at work. At the time, I was working as a business development director at, at a company, and, you know, and I'm sitting in my office, and the Lord, I, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'd started this Dave Ramsey get out of debt, you know, program, baby steps, so I'm getting out of debt. And so the first uh, debt I needed to get out of was credit card because you do it on a scale of, you know, the ones with the highest interest, right? Uh, this is all free. I, it's not part of the sermon. You know, I'm, it's all free. You start with the one with the big interest. So I prayed to the Lord. I said, Lord, I'm, get, I'm trusting you to get out of debt. Uh, and I only have 2,000 rand in, left in my, in my credit card. It's not even mine. It's the bank's. And the Lord said to me, you know, I want you to take that. Now, this is not by no means the way to get out of debt formula. This is what the Lord said to me. It was a rhema word for me. So don't try this at home. Amen. Unless you heard from the Lord. Hallelujah. And so the Lord said to me, he said, uh, I want you to go and bless the, the family. He told me which family. He says, I want you to go and bless them. They're going through a hard time. So I want you to go bless them. Go pick them up and take them to the mall and, and ask them to get groceries. And I said, Lord, on 2000 it was a lot of money then he said yeah so i took them uh uh in fact when i came back i called the husband i said this is what the lord has said to me uh does it resonate with you you know and i'm hoping you say no it doesn't resonate forget about it the lord he says yeah it resonates this was how powerful it was he said actually it resonates so much he was powerful he said it resonates with me so much i was waiting for you for the person to call me and i was parked at uh, at uh, at pick and pay the bars and i was waiting because the lord had also spoken this word to me and i said well i'm sorry i was a few hours late he said no don't worry about it i'll meet you so he met me at the pick and pay and so we went and the lord had given me instruction he said whatever they want don't comment. And so we walk in aisle by aisle. aisle by, and I'm seeing this thing is, is, is rising. The temperature is rising. I mean, the, it's rising. Before you know it, and I'm just walking. I'm walking, you know. It was before uh, uh, Facebook and fast internet. So I'm just walking. I have nothing to do. I'm just walking and observing. And they're loading this thing. And before you knew it, the thing is a mountain. It's ready to go now. And uh, they, they, were, they were not shy about it because the Lord had spoken to them about it. I mean, he was, praise the Lord. We get to the, we get to the till. I pay. 
And, and I pay that. You see, faith is a lifestyle. You've got to stay in faith. Now, you can't do something crazy like that and then start complaining or start getting out and messing with unbelief when after you, 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 you already go in, right? Faith is a risk. It's like getting out of the boat. You have to walk on water. And so I, I, I did that, and I left. First week, nothing happened. Second week, nothing happened. Third week, nothing happened. Fourth week, nothing happened. And I knew that now the, the date for Lavola is fast approaching, and I'm working diligently and, and things of that nature. And one morning, uh, my boss just came into the office and he said, uh, Tafara, and he called another guy to his office, says, I want you to see you guys. And so we went and he said, you know what, uh, you guys have been working so hard, I want to give you uh, 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 no strings attached, uh, 7,000 US dollars each. Ha! Praise the Lord. Move from, move from uh, uh, I don't know where the money is going to come from, to, uh, hey, listen, we're coming for this Lobola thing. We are coming. <laughs> We're coming. And you know, when you go for the Lobola thing, there's always the uh, uh, person who, who's, who does the negotiations, right? And prior to that, they were calling me, hey, are you ready? Hey, Mfet, are you ready, Mfet? <laughs> uh, after this, hey, I, I called them. <laughs> I said, are you ready? Because <laughs> we're going to do this. Now, here's, here's, here's where the secret source is. The secret source is moving from trying to pay off uh, credit card debt to, hey, are we ready? Why? Because the Lord provides. Now, the Lord provided. We went and, and paid that and uh, came back with some change. And so I came back with some change. And uh, then the wedding, it was now time for the wedding. And, uh, you know, the same thing happened. Uh, my boss came to my office and he said, hey, uh, so what's happening with the wedding? What's happening? You know, he just, we were talking, we were chatting, and I told him, he said, okay, um, uh, remind me next week, you know, to go and look at the venue, because he was based out of Harare, I was based here. And so he went and looked at the venue, and then he came back, he said, oh, I saw the lady at the venue, and I, I paid uh, $5,000 for the, for the venue and everything else that you'll need in there. The venue was only asking for 3.5 with food and all the extra stuff. And so we had changed. I didn't know what to do with the chain, so I told the old bridal team, hey, we're going to stay at the venue. We're going to stay at the It was so good. That year was so good. It's the same year we, we paid a big deposit for the house. Same year. Same year we paid a big deposit. They said, hey, you're going to have to pay a big deposit because you, you, you have flight risk. You, have, you might go back to your country, so we can't give you... Uh, 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 what do you call that? Uh, full, full mortgage? You, 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 we need a deposit. You must put some skin in the game. Did that, and, and, and uh, 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 another person came. Uh, man, I'm trying to show you something. Another person came, uh, 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 put some money in there. It, it was bonus, I think, bonus time, you know, bonus, I mean, tons of money. You know, the bonus uh, came, all came from one seed and living by faith. And, and someone asked me at the wedding, said, hey, this was such a spectacular. So where are you taking your wife for honeymoon? Moving from trying to pay off credit card debt. Here's what I answered. I'm taking her to New York City. Ooh, it was good. And the Lord is paying for it. And they said, oh, New York? Man, that's so awesome. I said, that's not the, 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 the whole story. After New York, we're going to Miami. An extra seven days. Walking in Trump, Trump Road. Trump, that's Trump's house. From trying to pay off credit card debt, and now you're trying to convince me faith doesn't work. 
It's too late. And in that same year, don't forget the furniture. My wife is, is reminding me some breakthrough. In the same year, after we paid for the house, we went into, into the house. Uh, uh, it was the first time in my life I realized how expensive curtains were. <laughs> I didn't know how expensive curtains were. Because, you know, I had always uh, rented a fully furnished apartment. You know, and the only thing I, I bought, it's a true story, the only thing I bought when I was a bachelor, the only thing I bought to finish a house when I was a bachelor was a PlayStation 2. <laughs> and a couch, sleeper couch. So I moved, I took out the couch that the person was renting the house, had for me in there, and I put a sleeper couch so I could watch football and that just turned the, it was amazing, just turned the sofa into a bed and just sleep there. And then the next day, just get up, it's a sofa. It was amazing. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. And so we moved into this house, and uh, it was a bigger, bigger house than what we, we, you know, we were accustomed to. And so we moved into this house, and, uh, you know, we're Googling, right? Furniture, we're Googling. We're trying to finish this house because we're moving from an apartment building. The Lord had instructed us to give away our furniture, so we had given away everything. And now we're moving into this a house, the Lord told us to give it away by faith. We gave all of that by faith. We moved into this house. We get ready to sleep on the floor, literally. We get ready to sleep on the floor in this house. And it happened, as we walked outside, there was someone, uh, some dignitary that had uh, come into the country uh, for a mission, USA, they are an American citizen, came into the country for a mission, and they would visit the church every often and just come and spend time with us. And so we developed a relationship. And, 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 and in my mind, I'm struggling with this idea of moving into our own house because of the number of windows in there. I'm just thinking about <laughs> curtains. Because I didn't realize how expensive the curtains were. And that I, I would literally walk in there and start counting the, the windows. One, two, three, four, five, six. And then you get to downstairs, it's like, man, 15, 15 windows. And that means a lot of curtains. And, and we went and got a quotation for that for 15. And I mean, I'd come the next day and count them again to see if, you know, something had happened. It was, it was terrifying. True story. It was terrifying. And, and right there, right there, right outside there, uh, she came to us, this dignitary lady, she came to us. She said, hey, uh, I, in fact, before that, one week before that, she had come to us and said, you know, I'm selling my furniture. And uh, we said, don't even worry about it, you know, because we knew she's a dignitary. So the furniture is dignitary level. It's what the U.S. government bought. You know, it's not, it's not some, you know, stuff that we would, you know, I mean, it's, it's for real, for real. And so it, she, she, she said to us, hey, that furniture that I was selling, uh, if, you, if, you would have, if your calendar is open uh, this week, you know, uh, please come through to the house and then see what you like. I'm thinking, my, I said, I'm going to check my calendar. What calendar? I know, calendar. <laughs> I'm going to check my calendar. I said, I'll check my calendar. What calendar? You know, calendar. Man, if there was something, it's canceled. And so we went in there. Literally, we went in there and, and I asked the first question. I said, what about the curtains? She said, you can have them. I said, praise the Lord. She, I, said, I said, what about the uh, washing machine? She said, you can have them. Oh, she said, whatever you touch is yours. I started just walking around touching <laughs> touching everything, just touching everything. And she said it's all free of charge. And so we were going to actually get two TVs and then the Lord spoke to me. He said, now you're being greedy. You, you, where are you going to put it? The Lord spoke to me. I had touched both of them. 
I touched both. I was ready. I touched both of them. And uh, there was something else in there. There was a, a, a dishwasher. The, 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 the dishwasher wouldn't fit because, you know, in the scullery, they, it was big. Everything was big. And, and, and so the dishwasher couldn't. But I touched that sucker. I was ready to bring that thing. And she said, you know, you can leave it for someone else. I said, okay, I'll leave it for someone else. But I say all of this to say there is a better way to live. You can live on your budget or you can live by faith. It's completely up to you. You can live on the prescription or you can live by faith. It's completely up to you. There are those who have made a decision that they're going to live on their prescription. Praise the Lord. God will work with you at that level. But there are those who decided, I'm going to live by faith. And I'm taking every word that the Lord speaks over my life. And I'm going to step into it and act it out. And you do that. I'm telling you, we are a living witness. God will provide for you. Amen. amen. I said amen. amen. You know, we've never had to, 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 to worry for stuff. Just Thursday, you know, uh, Billy Epphard called us and he said, I want you at the conference next month in the U.S. And, and we were thinking, where is the flight's money going to come from? The same day, you know, when you start living by faith, the same day, someone texted, Mignonette texted, she said, hey, who's taking care of your flights? So I don't know. She said, oh, please, leave that to us. Man, you, you, you start making uh, uh, options. You start having faith options. And so this is not fiction. The reason why I share these testimonies is not to impress you. It is to impress upon you. Because it's one thing to read that it happened to Caleb, but it's another thing to see someone standing in front of you in living color who's from the same background as yourself. Maybe worse. I didn't go to private school. Some of you did. Grew up poor. But the Lord does not segregate. He doesn't, hey, the same way you treat Pastor T is the same way he'll treat you. All he's waiting for you is to pick up your bed so you can walk. Will you trust him? I think it was Bill Winston. He went to heaven, you know, in a vision. And while he was in heaven, spending time with uh, some angels, showing him places, that's what he said. He said right as he was about to check out and come back, he saw a big warehouse that was there. And he asked, he said, what's in there? And the angel said, you don't want to go in there. He said, no, I really want to go in there. And after much negotiation, the angel took him in there. And they went in there. He opened the door and he saw shelves upon shelves of organs. Brand new eyes, brand new lungs, brand new kidneys, brand new. And they asked the angel, he says, why didn't you want me to, to, to see all of this? He says, because I knew it would break your heart. How people in, 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 on the earth, where you're going back, are not believing me for all this stuff, yet it's already paid for and it's waiting, signed, sealed, ready to career it to earth. But they will stand on their prescription. And they won't believe God for a recreative miracle. Man, I'm telling you, you don't have to put up with lower back pain. You don't have to put up with a, a pancreatic malfunction. There's a new pancreas that Jesus has already paid for in full. And it's time for us to step out in faith and receive it. Can I get an amen? 
You don't have to put up with uh, pain in your ears every time you fly, you reach a certain altitude. Man, you don't have to put up with any of that. A lot of people have, have resigned themselves to all of these inconveniences because we've reduced our faith to the level of what we can see and perceive in our sense realm. Let me tell you, faith has to believe something that is beyond our sense realm. We don't walk by faith, we walk by sight. Listen, child of God, you can live on your wallet or you can live on God's glory. It's completely up to you. And when you live on God's glory, God will pay for it in ways that you can't even imagine. Scripture tells us that he's able to do beyond, exceedingly abundant, beyond what we can even imagine. Some of you have people that have been waiting on the sidelines, just waiting for you to believe so that they can run on the field and be a blessing to you. And it's time for you and I to do it. 2023 is going to be different. Someone shout, I'm going to believe B. Someone shout, I'm going to believe God. Amen. Why don't you stand on your feet? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm telling you, it doesn't matter how much you have in your account. It's too little for what God is trying to do through you. Amen. I said amen. God is, is, is trying to do some big, big, big things through your life. And w- will you trust him? Why won't you trust him? It's time for us to trust Him. Amen? It's time for us to trust Him. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank You. Lord, we thank You for You have given us this gift of faith. Lord, I thank You, Father, that as we step out of this place, You are activating us. You are giving us a desire to see more and more of Your glory in our lives beyond just what we have perceived this far in the natural. Lord, I just thank you right now for a supernatural work of the Holy Spirit. I thank you right now for a recreative miracle for the person who needs it. I thank you, Father, right now for new uh, uh, knees, new ankles, new uh, cartilage in the knees, and new uh, uh, fluids uh, in the knees, and, and new... Uh, uh, hip replacements. Lord, I just thank you, Father, that you are doing a recreative work right now. I pray right now for new organs in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We speak right now to uh, uh, Tabelo's body and we command it to line up with your word from head to toe. I speak new organs, brand new organs. Body, we command you right now to function to your perfection in the name of Jesus. It will be that way and no other way. In the name of Jesus. Brand new organs. Organs like that of a baby. In the name of Jesus. I thank you right now uh, for new lungs. Thank you, Father. For new lungs, for those that need them. I thank you right now, Father, uh, uh, for uh, those that are suffering from uh, uh, irritable uh, bowel syndrome. 
We speak to those bowels right now in the name of Jesus and we say be regulated by the power of the Holy Ghost. Bowels that can't keep a, a, a meal down. Lord, we speak to them right now. We say Holy Spirit, go in there. You are the master surgeon. Go in there and do a work that you only can do. In the name of Jesus, we rebuke migraine headaches. Seize now migraine headaches. We rebuke them right now. In the There's someone who's getting healed right now from migraine headaches. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We rebuke a, a period pain. Someone had run a white flag and you'd say, well, this is just going to be my life until menopause. Well, God has a different story for you. You can be healed today and healing is here. Reach out and grab it. You are healed. You are the healed of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you. Even in the realm of provision and of finances, there are those who are just limiting you to what they have in their bank account. To what they can do for themselves. I thank you, Father, that this is a new day. This is a day for wealth transfer. This is a day where we will believe for houses we didn't build. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. We will believe uh, for paid off houses. Paid off houses in the name of Jesus. This year, you may not see where the money will come from, but step in by faith and God will pay it off. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. That these, your children, under the sound of my voice, will be that new branch. That will change the entire outlook of their family tree. These are the ones that will put a full stop to struggle. A full stop to the curse. A full stop to poverty and a capital letter to prosperity. And it shall be so even to coming generations. Thank you, Father. Lord, I thank you that right now you are doing a work in their hearts. You are putting new pictures pictures of, of, of enjoying a healed life. Someone with diabetes, man, I'm telling you, your healing is right here. Your healing is right here. Reach out and grab a hold of it. Someone with a, 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 a heartbreak, you know, they didn't treat you right and you've been holding on to it. Your healing is here today. By faith, you can reach out and grab a hold of it and God has a brand new future for you. He's getting ready to bring a sevenfold restoration, but only if you step out by faith. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. There's someone you've been told that your, your womb cannot uh, hold uh, an, a baby, an embryo. Well, the Lord has a different report from that. And his report is uh, your womb is fertile. Your womb will produce seed full term in the name of Jesus full term in the name of Jesus healthy and strong thank you father thank you for doing it
Lord, I thank you that as we step out in faith, this is our new reality. Faith is our way of life. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. And someone shout, Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hey, listen, when you start sharing your testimonies just from this year, it's going to sound like fiction. It sounds like fiction. Amen. Amen. You're right. Like mine sounds like fiction. And that's just 10% of it. I mean, once we start sharing everything that happened in a year, you, 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 I'm telling you the truth, you walk out of here saying the pastor's bragging. It, I mean, it's OTT. When you start living your life by faith. It's over the top. Everywhere you look, breakthrough. Everywhere you look, it's, 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 it's the Lord working in your life. And here's the good news. He said for every child of God. At the end of 2023, this is going to be a praise party. This is going to be a praise party. Amen. It's going to be a praise party. Amen. It's going to be a praise party. We're going to come together and say, hey, that baby was born. There it is. We're going to come together and you're going to say, hey, that house was paid off. There it is. Amen. That scholarship came through, Pastor T. I'm out of here. And we'll send you. Amen. I said, amen. I mean, last year, people came with all kinds of testimonies. People that came to Faith Week and we said the same thing. I was talking to Cliff uh, Bessa. On, on Thursday, he says, Pastor, I just have to call you. I can't type these testimonies. There are too many. I just have to call you. He called me and he said, man, I didn't think this was possible for me. He said, right now I'm calling you from England. I said, where, you, where are you? He says, not in Hampshire. I couldn't, I couldn't hear what he said. His accent has already changed. It's messed up. <laughs> couldn't hear what the brother was saying. Sounds British already. He says, I'm right here. He said, Pastor, uh, my wife just walked in. I mean, we're starting a brand new life. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous. He says, I never thought this could be possible. He said, I didn't think this could be possible for me. Listen, all things are possible to anyone who believes. He said this. This is what he said. He said, you know, I, I didn't know whether I was going to get a job or, or whatever. But he said just last week, uh, you know, after the service, he was so pumped up in faith. He was ready to go. I think it was the next day on Monday, someone called him and said, man, we're really interested in, in hiring you. And I think by tomorrow, he's going to be calling me to say he has a job. Man, I'm telling you, there's a better way to live life than in the natural. You're not going to learn this in the 6 o'clock news. It's in the Bible. You start walking by faith, it's so much fun. Amen? I said amen. This is the will of God for you. Don't settle. Don't settle. If you have lower back pain and it tries to attach itself to you, don't settle. Put your hand on that sucker. Tell it, tell it where to go. Amen? There's no need for you to settle. Don't go with the statistics of the world. Go with the statistics of the Bible. And the statistics of the Bible say you win. If you read the back of the book, you win. There's victory for you. And so don't get discouraged. This year, 
Don't get discouraged. Don't have a faith slump. Hey, enjoy. It's going to be another great year. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And so we want to honor uh, our first-time visitors. And so if today was your first time, uh, we just want to love on you, honor you, and also bless you with a gift. We we have a gift uh, that we've specifically uh, reserved for you. If today was your first time, we're going to ask you to grab all your belongings and make your way to the two uh, glass doors on my left, your right. I think they're going to need some help. If any elders are uh, available, if you have some extra time, please go and and help out. Uh, Come on, let's put our hands together as as the new visitors make their way to to the door hallelujah praise the lord thank you jesus amen everybody else we love you god bless you remember these words from second corinthians 5 7 for we walk by faith and not by sight we love you god bless you praise god we hope this message has been a blessing to you thank you for listening to find out more about how you can become a partner visit faithhill.tv today